Arizona football could be in for a dominant 2024 season and a really nice intro into the Big 12. We're going to talk about how all of that will happen. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy happy Thursday, and this show is brought to you by Prize Picks. As always, check it out. We will get to Prize Picks in a little bit. But first, Arizona football. All right, we've talked about the great moves that Jed Fish has made with this Arizona football program. And to put it mildly, um, they are, it's immense. Again, this dude inherited probably the worst situation in college football. And if it wasn't the worst situation in college football, it was the uh, it was certainly the um, one of the worst, to put it mildly. Um, again, just to rehash, because I think it because to quote uh, was it who was it that said if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it, and eh, whatever doesn't matter. Um, but we do need to know this. Jed Fish inherited a team that had lost 12 straight games, 70 to 7, an embarrassing loss to uh, those uh, those folks from up north. Jed Fish inherited a team with that with next to no talent. Let's just be honest here. And they stripped everything down. Now you look at them. They're five and three. They're the new kids on the block. They got a quarter, they got quarterbacks, they got running backs, they got wide receivers, they got defensive linemen, DBs, etc. And we keep talking about how Arizona could be on the verge of or in the top 25. They're already knocking on the door. They're right outside. They haven't been able to get the deadbolt off yet, but they aren't that far off. But what's really, really intriguing though is is obviously this year was kind of that uh, that platform year. Next year is maybe the year when they announce their arrival into the national stage, onto the national stage. And a big reason why is because most of this talent is coming back. We're going to talk about position by position, all of the talent on this team and what it means for the Wildcats going forward. The first guy we got, the first thing we have to talk about though, obviously is the quarterback spot. Now, I would be very, very surprised if uh, Jaden Delora is still on the roster next year. I don't see that one occurring, um, to put it mildly. I would be very, very surprised. Um, but And a big reason why is because Noah Fafita is that dude at this point. He's won three straight Pac-12 Freshman of the uh, Week awards. And honestly, he's probably going to win another couple more before the season is over. Between him, Braden Dorman... Uh, redshirting this year, four-star quarterback, and DeMond Williams coming in. Arizona is in pretty good shape at that QB position going forward. I would say that Arizona is in fantastic shape in that position going forward. And I think Noah Fafita will uh, blend in very well in the Big 12 as well. I think basically there is just a lot to like about where Arizona is at that quarterback spot again. Not really breaking any news. Then let's look at that running back spot. Now you lose some guys here for sure that definitely matter. You lose Michael Wiley, um, very, very good pass catcher out of the backfield. We all know that. 
and a good runner uh, and, and an underrated runner in between the tackles. Then DJ Williams, a guy that could literally just salt games away. As we saw against Oregon State, he is still running over Oregon State's feeble attempts at blocking him. Nice feeble attempts at blocking DJ Williams. It did not work. Um, then, uh, so you're going to be losing those two guys. What do you return? That is the question. And you return a lot. Jonah Coleman, I think it's fair to say at this stage, is the best back on the team. I mean, you talk about a 5'8", 225-pound bowling ball. That's exactly what he is. Um, I didn't know that he was going to have that next-level ability to be able to to run people over and to be able to get around and be able to get to the edge. DJ, or, uh, Jonah Coleman says, Mike Luke, that is why you do not play Division I football, and that is why I play Division I football. And he would be right. Um, again, just an absolutely fantastic running back and somebody that's probably got NFL potential. I didn't, like I said, he was kind of a question mark for me going into this year. I didn't really know quite what to expect from him, but so far, so good. And not only so far, so good, also you feel pretty good that he's going to be able to uh, build upon that because he's not a fragile running back by any means. And not only is he not a fragile running back, um, he is a running back who is, uh, you just feel comfortable when the game's on the line, him going forward, him being able to make those extra yards, big, big fan right there of what he's able to do. And, uh, uh behind him, it's also fascinating because you got our guy, Rayshon Speedy Luke, fam, as we affectionately call him here. He is, uh, you know, obviously a little dude, but when he gets the ball and when he's running, he's, uh, he's the fastest guy in the field, no matter who you're playing. You're playing Alabama, Speedy's the fastest dude. You play USC, he's the fastest guy. Um, I believe you got to get 10 to 12 to 15 touches for him next year, and I think they will be able to do that. Then you've also got Brandon Johnson redshirting this year. Another speedster out of Palmdale, uh, California. Really, really good. Again, um, it's uh, going to be a numbers game right there. And then you've got Jordan Washington coming in, four-star running back out of Los Angeles. Uh, all three of those dudes are kind of they're small, they're diminutive players. So it's going to be interesting to see if there's another thumper that they get in there behind. Um, uh, Joe to Coleman next year, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they are able to find that. But either way, as you know, the the running back situation is more than okay. Um, then you look at uh, the uh, excuse me the wide receiver position. You lose here. You lose a few guys here. You lose Tedero. Or excuse me, no, you don't. You lose Jacob Cowing, or as the commentators called him, Jacob Cowing. But you bring back T Mac. T-Mac is probably going to go down as the best wide receiver in school history. He's a first-round pick. Uh, again, five-star kids generally don't commit to the U of A. Tedaroa McMillan did just that. Um, I expect him to be an All-American next year and be, be probably, if not the best player on the team, certainly in the discussion for being the best player on the team. I mean, he again, he's another guy, just a fantastic all-around talent. Um as good a jump ball threat as there are is there in college football. And I think he's going to be that same way in the NFL. Um, then the other wide receiver spot becomes also interesting though, because you've also got um, you're losing Jacob Cowan. That's obviously a big loss right there. Um, but 
you also have some other players coming back. And some of these guys, I think, could really break through right there and be real big pieces to that next puzzle. But first, prize picks. Use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com backslash LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Check it out. You think that you might have a little bit more info than the average person does when it comes to a player or a pick or whatnot? Prize picks is for you. Again, check it out. Use code Locked On College for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks.com backslash Locked On College. Check it out. You will thank me later, or maybe you will thank me in the present if you've already used it because you know that it works. Check it out again. PrizePicks.com backslash Locked On College and use code Locked On College for a first deposit up to $100. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. One thing that we've definitely talked about with Jed Fish is that as long as Jed Fish is here, he will probably have no problem bringing in receivers. We talked about how you're going to be losing Jacob Cowing and you still got Tedaro and McMillan, obviously, but Kevin Green. I think Kevin Green is going to uh, fit in nicely at that other wide receiver position opposite T-Mac right there. Um, Green, he's a little dude. We all know that. But so is Jacob Cowing. And Green's actually taller than Jacob Cowing. He will, uh, he's going to get open. Um, I believe he's one of these players that probably should have played a little bit more. Again, Jed Fish doing a great job. I'm certainly not going to nitpick on that. But I think that Kevin Green, when that number is called, he is going to be ready to rock and roll. Again, ex-USC commit, uh, came to the U of A. I think he's going to slide right into that Jacob Cowing spot. And then you got some other receivers, too, that are going to be very fascinating to watch. Malachi Riley has hit the field. Uh, Malachi Riley, um, four-star kid, high three-star, however you want to look at it. Um, he had a long bomb last game. He's had a couple nice catches since Noah Fafita's taken over. I think you're going to see him really develop there as well. Then you got A.J. Jones, all six foot eleven of him, it seems. Um, very, very good. Very talented football player. And then uh, some got some other dudes that are redshirting a Carlos Wilson and Jackson Holman, Arizona. Like I said, I do not worry about the wide receiver position going forward with Jed Fish. It's always going to be good. Both so breaking down those units right there, the QB, the running back, and the wide receiver spots are more than equipped. I think to have monster, and I mean monster, twenty twenty four campaigns in the Big Twelve. Then tight end now. You're losing Tanner McLaughlin, Tanner McLaughlin, Tanner McGronklin, or T the uh, T-Mac 2.0, whichever you prefer to call him. Either way, uh, both names are befitting of his game right there. Uh, really good player. Best way I can put it, really good player. Um, I think he's probably going to be on an NFL roster next season, but that does not mean that Arizona does not have anything in the – you've got, uh, got a couple guys. You've got tight end out of Oregon. You also got Kean Burnett. Don't forget about Kean Burnett right here. Ex-USC commit, my friends. Um, Chester Burnett's kid, obviously a very talented football player. I think that he's going to be able to take that next step here. Um, you got to remember with him, he when he was even though he was at Servite, big-time high school football, he did not have a position coach, which is always going to be a little bit of a problem for a player like that. Two years in the U of A system, though, and I think that he is going to be very – well, I don't think he's going to be very good. I already know that he's very good right there. 
Um, and I think he's another player that kind of oozes NFL potential right there. I think that uh, the tight end position, is, and I didn't even mention Tyler Powell, uh, kid out of Brophy Prep, going to be very good as well. Tight ends, I'm not worried about. Granted, they're unproven, unlike the other positions coming back, but I have a lot of confidence there. Now, the offensive line gets fascinating here because you lose Jordan Morgan, who's going to be a first-round pick. Jordan Morgan has been fantastic this entire season. As the kids would say, if you know, you know. But Jonas Savanay is back. He's going to be able to anchor wherever it is, whether he's uh, they move him to left tackle, right tackle. You could even move him back into guard, whatever the case may be. He's probably the best pure raw NFL talent on this roster. Um, somebody that's going to make a lot, a lot of money in the NFL. So you got him as one of those stalwarts. Then you got Josh Baker back for another year. Josh Baker's a little bit kind of under the radar. A lot of people don't bring up Josh Baker, but that's also because he's, you know, he plays center. He's the kind of the outside of the quarterback. He's the quarterback of the offensive line. How about that for a segue? Um, but he's, he's solid. Not great, but he's solid. And then after, behind him, you got Wendell Moy. Um, uh, Big Wendell, awesome story. Another example of Jed Fish recruiting and being able to find players under the radar. Kid out of Long Beach Poly that was committed to Morgan State. He's much better than a, a, than a Morgan State commit, my friends. And not only is he much better than a Morgan State commit, he's the type of dude who um, I think between the sophomore and junior year could take a real jump. Then after that, Gets fascinating. You got Raymond Polito right there. Robert Polito, if you're listening, you're the man. But Raymond Polito could be in a guard, could be in a tackle, kid that was committed to Alabama. Just a monster of a kid. Six foot eight, 320 pounds. Um, so those are four guys that I think are, it's fairly certain to say, are going to start. Sabinea, Polito, Wendell Moy, and Josh Baker. Then gets interesting because then you have that other position. Probably going to be the other tackle spot, or it could be a guard, but I think it's probably going to be the other tackle spot where you're going to have a Tylan Gonzalez, you're going to have an Elijah Payne, you're going to have a Rhino, all those players that are uh, going to be competing for that position. And honestly, I don't know how that one's going to play out. That one could play out e any way, and I would not be surprised in the least. Um, all those guys, like I said, are legitimate options right there. Um, but the offensive line, solid, solid, solid. There's really, like I said, on the offense. There's really no position that uh, you're not that I don't think that anybody is totally enamored with. Certainly, I am more than okay with it. Um, then now let's get to the defensive line. Now there's a loss here for sure. Taylor Upshaw, or as the commentators were calling him last week, Tyler Upshaw. Um, Taylor Upshaw, though, eh, he's probably going to be a double-digit sack, uh, double-digit sack performer. And not only is he going to be a double-digit or a sack guy this year, he's probably going to be the first one that Arizona's had since Scooby Wright. You just don't replace guys like that in, uh, immediately. And uh, not only do you not replace guys like that immediately, um, it's hard to get somebody like that. But Jed Fish has so, shown so far that between JDL, between uh, um, between JDL, between uh, uh, or excuse me, uh, JDL, sorry. Um, but between Hunter Eccles, Taylor Upshaw, he's been able to find guys in the portal. So I think he'll be able to do that. But you also have two good defense fans there already. You got Isaiah Ward and 
You've got our guy, Russell Deuce Davis. I think both those guys are going to be juniors. I think they're both going to be very, very good. Um, I think they're going to be all conference type players before it's done here. It wouldn't surprise me if that was sooner than later. Um, then, so those are going to be your DNs right there. Then at that tackle position, it's uh, fascinating. We need to get back Big Bill Norton. As long as we get back Big Bill Norton, we are going to be good. Um, because again, leader of men, commander in the trenches, the bill rush is a big part of what Arizona does. Then next to him, you can have a, uh, you're gonna have a Tia Savea. You're gonna have a Tai Tai Uyagalele, Jacob Kangaika. A lot of different options right there for the Wildcats. A lot of different options. The defensive line is going to be good. Like I said, you, I think you got to get some depth at that, uh, that pass rusher position. I expect Jed Fish to be able to do that though, but you got to get some uh, depth there. Um, but overall, a fairly nice unit. Now, the surprise of the team we're going to talk about next. But first, FanDuel. FanDuel, here's the deal right now. You got college football. You got the NFL. You got college basketball. The heating up next week. You got the NBA. This is the time to get in on FanDuel. FanDuel.com backslash locked on. Check it out. Again, there's nothing more enjoyable than betting on a game when you got a little bit of skin in the game, my friends. A little bit of skin in the game. Um, check it out. Uh, again, FanDuel.com backslash locked on college or locked on. Excuse me. There's a reason that everybody's using it. We're in the hot part of the sports season. Baseball's over. Um, real sports are here. Check it out. FanDuel.com backslash locked on. All right. Now we're going to take a, uh, well, hold on. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. Making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about the uh, the linebackers. Both these guys are coming back, theoretically. Jacob Manu is definitely coming back because he can't go anywhere. So that's a good thing. Jacob Manu, the tackling machine extraordinaire that is Jacob Manu. Um, obviously, everybody knows about him. Solid, uh, probably the quarterback of the defense. Been very good for Arizona. Then, Justin Flo. Um, Justin, Justin Flo, again, we talk about it. You pick up one end of the stick with Justin Flo, you pick up the other, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Because, again, he is a cataclysmic playmaker out there. You can see why he was rated so high. He's got a little bit of a crazy edge to him, which we like. And not only does he have a little bit of a crazy edge to him, he's also, he's also somebody that um, – just makes big plays. Again, he's going to make a bad play each game. He's probably going to get a roughing the passer or a personal foul or some nonsense like that. But that's because of how hard he plays. You got to have Justin Flo out there, though, because there's nobody else on the defense like him. You take the good with the bad because the good outweighs the bad. That's it's that simple. Um, next year, though, it'll be fascinating. Leviticus Sua, four-star uh, linebacker, wasn't really able to get on the field this year. But I think that there's a, every opportunity for him to get on the field next year. Um, now, with uh, when it comes to uh, uh, the DBs, this is where this team has really taken off. Takario Davis, Ephesians Prysock, um, both those dudes are going to be monsters next year. Both six foot three, six foot four corners. Um, both feel kind of like NFL players. And uh, Ephesians Prysock for sure is an NFL player. Takario Davis just has to be able to catch like one out of every four interceptions because he obviously doesn't have good hands. He drops every interception, but he's at least in the position and he has played well. Both those guys are going to be stalwarts of the defense next year. Then at that safety spot, 
becomes fascinating because you got Dalton Johnson back, who has been very, very good. You got Gunnar Maldonado. We're very close to a my bad Gunner movement starting up here for the U of A. And, and after that, then it really becomes interesting because Genesis Smith, who I'm a big fan of, he'll have another year in the system. Isaiah Ward, or excuse me, Isaiah Ward, Isaiah Taylor. There's a lot of talent there for this U of A, uh, this U of A defense. And I think that we all know this by this point, but Again, this is a uh, this is a great time to be an Arizona football fan because Arizona is absolutely loaded for next year, and the Big Twelve is going to be very fun. We're going to break down the schedule a little bit tomorrow, but again, I know that there isn't a great team in the Big Twelve, but these things are cyclical. TCU was just in the national championship game the previous week or the previous year. Granted, they got blitzed by Georgia, but everybody did. They also beat Michigan to get to Georgia, so I think that kind of justifies that. Um, but Jed Fish knows what he's doing uh, across the board, from quarterback to running back to wide receiver to line to defensive line to linebackers to DBs. This is a team that is pretty well put together. And um, that again, that's a big, big part of that is the vision of Jed Fish. And you can't really minimize that one right there. He came in with the plan. He knew what he was wanted to do, and he's done exactly that. We applaud Jed Fish for everything that he has been able to do. Um, and – the, uh, the kickers back, and um, I'd like to see Rayshon Speedy Luke fam get a little bit of that kick return duties in there because I think he is ready for that, but we will find that one out. Um, but again, Jed gets it. I was wrong. I think almost everybody was wrong on the hire. That's why Dave Hickey and uh, Bobby Robbins are making the money they are, and that's why I have a podcast in my living room. That's why we're here at this point. But again, Big tip of the cap to the uh, to those guys for making the hire. And big tip of the cap to Jed Fish for being able to make this one happen. All right, tomorrow we're going to break down Jed Fish and Chip Kelly. A little bit of a history there with Jed Fish and UCLA. Also going to talk a little bit of Big 12 scheduling because that is out as well. But on that note, have a great rest of your Thursday. As always, very much appreciate you making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day.